Good evening. Welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the third Sunday of Lent. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. Our Lenten Nails collection of personal care items for the less fortunate will continue through the end of the month. If you haven't yet, please take a Lenten nail tag and return your donation to the church or parish office. Next week, as we hear the gospel of the man born blind, we will be collecting gently used eyeglasses to donate to those in need. There will be containers in both churches where you may drop them off. If you have old glasses that you no longer need, please consider donating them next weekend. Thank you to everyone who attended our parish fish fry this past Friday. In today's bulletin, you will find information on how you may place an order by phone or online. This year, our fish fry is both dine-in and take-out. There is also information in the bulletin about the spring luncheon and fashion show, along with various activities being offered during Lent. Assisting us today as our lectors are Mary Pakatinskis and Nathan Wallish. Our altar server is Paul Kuchta. I, Serena Tamburino, am your cantor. And our, our organist is Therese Locke. And our celebrant is Father Michael. Let us all now stand, if you are able, for the entrance procession. My eyes are forever turned towards the In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. We gather together and continue our Lenten journey as God's people this third Sunday of Lent. And as we gather, we're going to hear in the next couple of weeks actually quite long gospel passages from the Gospel of John in order to open ourselves to Christ's real presence with us here and with us among one another. We ask God's grace and mercy. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. 
gathering our prayers, let us pray. O God, author of every mercy and all goodness, who in fasting prayer and almsgiving have shown us a remedy for sin, look graciously on this confession of our loneliness. And we who are bowed down and conscious, may we always be lifted up by your mercy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Water finds a central place in the readings we hear proclaimed today. The uh, Israelites or Hebrews who grumble for water as they are in their desert journey uh, from slavery to the promised land. And then today's gospel passage is the encounter of Jesus and the woman at the well. A reading from the book of Exodus. In those days, in their thirst for water, the people grumbled against Moses, saying, Why did you ever make us leave Egypt? Was it just to have us die here of thirst with our children and our livestock? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? A little more and they will stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Go over there in front of the people, along with some of the elders of Israel, holding in your hand as you go the staff with which you struck the river. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock in Horeb. Strike the rock and the water will flow from it for the people to drink. This Moses did in the presence of the elders of Israel in a place was called Massah and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled there and tested the Lord saying, is the Lord in our midst or not? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. joy to the Lord. Hail the rock who saves us. Let us come into his presence giving thanks. Let us hail him with a song of
Let us bow and bend low. Let us kneel before the God who made us. For he is our God and we the people who belong to his pasture. The flock that is led by his hand. If today today you would listen to his voice. Harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as on that day at Massah in the desert, when your forebears put me to the test. When they tried me, though they saw my St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in hope of glory of God. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For Christ, while we were still helpless, died at the appointed time for the ungodly. Indeed, only with difficulty does one die for a just person, though perhaps for a good person, one might even find courage to die. But God proves his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of the land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who was saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I may not be thirsty or have to come, be coming here to draw water. I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him. When the Samaritans came to him, he, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, 
for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So first of all, um, I always extend a welcome. We extend a welcome to all who gather in celebration, but a special welcome after having navigated the Irish. Right? So the St. Patrick's Day parade is today, and of course that adds a whole new dimension to the South Side. So we're glad we're gathering here in celebration and worship. Second of all, um, I chose to read the shorter version of John's Gospel today, and I didn't realize it cut out one of the main parts that I wanted to talk about was the dialogue that happened between Jesus and the woman at the well, and the part where he actually says to her, uh, why don't you go get your husband, right? And she says, I don't have one, because you have seven, right? And so I, I, that, that part was cut out of the Gospel, and I read it, I'm like, oh, darn, that's part of what, so I gave you the short Gospel We'll come back to that in just a few minutes. I have the uh, honor and privilege of being with families and uh, loved ones during times of loss and celebrating and praying with people in funeral liturgies and celebrations. And when I, I celebrate a funeral with a, a family and, uh, and a loved one that that has gone and celebrated the mystery of Christ's life, death, and resurrection uh, in completion of that and the funeral celebration. Whether I know the person really well or I don't know them sometimes at all, I really try to interact with the family, whether it's at the visitation or the viewing that happens at the funeral home or get a chance to take a telephone call and, and spend a little time with the, the next of kin. And I really try to, to learn a bit about or a bit more about the person who has died, what their story is, what, uh, what their life was like, what their faith was like. And not only that, but also to learn some of the dynamics of relationships within family and things that happen. And so I do that in the preparation for every funeral that I celebrate. And so a couple of years back within the context of the parish community, I, I celebrated the funeral of a woman who was in her early 90s. And uh, almost everybody in the family, for one reason or another, were females, right? She had multiple daughters, and then her daughters had multiple daughters. And so there was lots of uh, grandchildren and extended family around. And as I went to the funeral home, I, I went to talk to the family a little bit. And it's interesting, they all kind of gathered around me all at once. So there's multiple daughters of this woman who's died, and then multiple granddaughters. And, and I'm starting to ask some questions about their, their deceased loved one and the story and the faith and their family connections. One of the granddaughters says, describes her grandmother like this. My grandmother was interested and interesting. That phrase caught me. My, that's how she summarized her grandmother. My grandmother was interested and interesting. She was interesting and interested because she was constantly interacting and calling and talking and interacting with her daughters and granddaughters and friends and others about their lives. 
she was constantly reading. She was constantly uh, finding out what was happening in the new and the next generations, as well as sharing with them a bit of the history uh, that she had experienced in her life and the things that she had gone through. She was constantly talking to the granddaughters and asking them questions about, so how's work going? How's school going? How, how, how are your relationships going? How is your faith? What's your prayer life like? And so she was constantly interacting with them and asking them questions and learning from them as they were learning from her. And so that granddaughter described her grandmother in her life as being interested and interesting and constantly engaging in their lives and sharing in their lives, most often in the context of asking interested and interesting questions. All during this Lenten season, once again, you realize we're focusing on a real presence and focusing on the real presence of Christ that we celebrate here in the context of the liturgy and the Eucharist, particularly in the sacrament on the altar, as well as in God's word within the community that gathers. And we're also focusing not only on that real presence, not just symbolic, but Christ really present with us here in an encounter here, but also focusing on the real presence we are as the body of Christ, as God's people who are nurtured and fed by that encounter of the real presence when we gather here for liturgy, and how we, for each other, can be a real encounter and presence of the Lord to one another and to our world as the body of Christ. Real presence and real encounter is deeply connected to the interactions, the questions, the engagement we have with one another in the encounters and relationships of our lives. And very often, our real encounters that connects us to real presence have to do with asking and engaging one another in the world in interesting and interested questions. The gospel passage we heard proclaimed that the woman at the well, we actually, during this cycle of readings, this weekend, next weekend, and the following, get to hear long passages from John's gospel, and all of them have at their core someone who encounters the Lord and is transformed by that encounter and that presence to become a disciple, to be more of who they are, and to experience the life, the freedom, the mercy, the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. And so we hear this weekend of the woman at the well. Next weekend, we'll hear about the man born blind. And then the following weekend, we hear about the man, the friend Lazarus, who has died, and Jesus' encounter with loved ones, Martha and Mary, etc. And so these long stories are all about an encounter with the real, authentic presence of the Lord. Today's encounter unfolds a beautiful and challenging dialogue between a woman and the Lord. And if you notice, there's this deep 
dialogue that begins because of Jesus encountered this woman for a drink. And notice how the dialogue unfolds. It unfolds with questions. Very real, honest, clarifying, uh, interested in interesting questions. And notice how interested the Lord is in this woman. It starts out with this woman's great distrust and disbelief. And not only that, it, call, it starts out with great skepticism and, and guardedness on the woman's part. It's in the middle of the afternoon. He's encountering a woman. He's by himself. And what starts out is a bunch of cultural and religious and gender sort of taboos and things that are part of the culture, right? This is a Samaritan and a Jew. They, they disagree and don't talk to one another. This is a man and a woman. They shouldn't be talking to one another out in public in a public place in the middle of the afternoon. And, and, and this is a, a, a dialogue that starts to unfold despite all of those differences because Christ is so interested in this woman and in us and perks the interest of this woman. And the dialogue continues to unfold with all of these clarified, interesting questions. Again, the one that I didn't read was, you know, go get your husband, you know. Where's your husband, you know? I don't have a husband. Yes, that's because you've had seven and the one you're with is not your own. And so it starts to unfold for her this really interesting, interested encounter and dialogue that takes this woman from all of this cultural taboo and, and overlay that should never have them talking to each other, from distrust, from guardedness, deeper and deeper, slowly, slowly, through these questions and encounter, into opening herself, trust, a deep encounter with the Lord, that causes her to go to the village and to tell others about her, about this man, despite probably uh, her risk and going of shame with the, the community that probably knows her well, goes and says, I think I've found the Lord. All because of interesting and interested questions. Do you know, when we gather here, it's not enough for me to be interesting <laughs> or the ministers to do their jobs well and to be interesting, right? Or to be interested. It's not enough for those who proclaim the gospel or, excuse me, proclaim the scriptures, Mary and Nate, to be interested and interesting in their proclamation of the word, right? It's not enough. You too, all of us, every single one of us, the people of God, the body of Christ here, have to be engaged and interested and interesting in the encounter that's possible with us here in the real presence of the Lord. Not only that, we also have to be interested and interesting in one another, uh, those who are gathering here, right? 
the, the sense of, of not just me here individually, but me here with the possibility of a real encounter with the Lord and one another, so that in this encounter with the Lord, in this interesting dialogue that happens here every weekend, you and I can grow in an understanding and be attracted into that encounter more and more and be transformed more and more into the body of Christ so that we too can share that encounter, that, that presence, that interest, that interestingness with others. But it takes all of us. It takes asking good questions. Uh, you know, uh, dear, the dear 92-year-old woman who was always talking to his, her granddaughters and saying, how's your life? You know, how's your prayer? What's your job like? What about this guy you've been dating, right? Tell me about those things, right? Do we engage one another? Do we engage the culture around us in true, interesting and interested questions? Do we engage the Lord, you know, about who are you in my life? You know, what is this encounter of you really about? in bread and wine, body and blood? Do we really engage in interested and interesting questions? Because it's through that encounter, it's through interesting encounter and engagement with the Lord and one another that true transformation can take place in the encounter of that which is interested and interesting. Together as God's people, we stand and profess one faith. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, Consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church, I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Knowing the Lord has compassion and invitation to us and to all, as church, we bring these needs and prayers of petition. And our, sung, our response will be a sung response which can be found at number 666.
for the whole church that we may grow in our baptismal call and especially for our catechumens who celebrate their first scrutiny this weekend. We pray. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. When I call, answer me. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. Come and listen to me. For all those suffering in Syria and Turkey after the earthquakes, that they may know Christ's healing and hope, we pray. on our prayer request list in the bulletin that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers. We pray also for those celebrating birthdays, weddings, anniversaries, and baptisms this month. We pray. Francis's intention for the month of March for all those who have suffered harm from members of the church that they may find within the church a concrete response to their pain and suffering we pray in our parish community, especially Jerry Smith. May they be welcomed into God's kingdom. We pray also for Catherine Iben and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Our hymn for the presentation of the gifts is number 651, Open My Eyes. Christ and one another offering our gifts and lives. Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. Be pleased, Lord, with these sacrificial offerings. Grant that we who beseech pardon for our sin may, may take care to forgive our neighbor through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For when he asked the Samaritan woman for water to drink, he had already created the gift of faith within her, And so ardently did he thirst for her faith that he kindled in her the fire of divine love. And so we too give thanks with all of the angels and praise your mighty deeds as we acclaim.
are indeed holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, sending your spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread, giving thanks, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection. We offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks you've held us worthy to be in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly we pray, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, with David, our Bishop, with all the clergy, with all who serve and lead your people. Remember also all of our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. And have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Saint Joseph, her blessed spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, to praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. communion with God the Father and with one another in the power of the Spirit at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
Deliver us, Lord, we pray from all evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, you said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church, Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. We share with each other a sign of Christ's peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be For those that cannot be with us today, a prayer for spiritual communion. Lord Jesus, through baptism, we are one in you and in each other. We believe you are present in the blessed sacrament, the word, and the Christian community. We believe that the power of your love has no limits. For those who cannot physically be here with us, we humbly ask you, through the power of your most Holy Spirit, that in this act of sacred communion, we are all made stronger in our love for you and one another. Wherever we are, we are your church, yearning through your grace to be witnesses of your kingdom in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Amen. Our communion hymn can be found at number 584, Come to the Water. 
Let us pray. As we receive the pledge of things yet hidden in heaven and are nourished while still on earth with the bread that comes from on high, we humbly entreat you, O Lord, that what is being brought about in us in mystery may come to true completion through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. Our closing hymn is number 881, Lift High the Cross.